What's up, guys? My name is Ashley Horner. I am here doing the Reborn podcast um, with my friend Lena, who is also one of the baristas here at American Brew, bartenders, baristas. And we have a really special guest on today, uh, Dara Torres. And she has an amazing Reborn story. Uh, she is one of the most decorated Olympians of all times. And her sport was swimming. Um, and we're going to have her on in just a little bit. I actually, the furthest I've swam, it took me a month, but I swam 300 miles. Jeez. Uh, I don't know how to swim. I can <laughs> doggy paddle. My mom had like a major fear of pools or anything dangerous growing up. So me and my sisters doggy paddle. But are you from Virginia Beach? New York. Put the... Oh, a little close. You can move it. You can move it towards yeah. you. Um, we're from New York, but basically grew up in VB. And um, I still you don't really know how to can't swim. swim. No, I never go further than waist deep in the ocean because <laughs> my ass is going to get we taken to, out. We have to. So I guess uh, whenever we have that beach day at American Brew, we're going to have to make sure you bring your floaties. Yeah, I want my water wings. Or maybe you can borrow Otto's life jacket. I probably could fit. I think your son's bigger than me. <laughs> but you did. So, and you do have a background in like rowing though. Yeah, I did row. And I basically, we had a swim test that we had to do. See, I, so you do swim. Uh, I cheated. <laughs> she I was like, cheated? I knew they needed me more than I needed them. So I floated. We had to tread water for 10 minutes, and I floated for, like, majority of that time. How, and how like, can you cheat? How can you cheat the treading you water? You to tread water. But how could you float? Oh, I was just floating on my back the entire time. I was like, I'm going to take it real easy. I promise you I won't drown if I actually fall out of a boat, but... I'm just going to... What school was this for? First Colonial in VB. Ah, here in Virginia Beach. Yeah. That's a Shout that's out FC school. rowers. <laughs> I miss you guys. <laughs> and that's here in Virginia Beach. Good times. So, but you actually... Where, but like, where does the rowing team compete out? Like, so out here? So, we go all around the state. Um, actually, we were very lucky. We went to nationals a few times, which uh, varies from place to place. Uh, one year was in Philly. One year was in Jersey. Um, but a lot of the actual teams in Virginia Beach, I think there's seven, maybe seven or eight in Hampton Roads. We would go to Norfolk Botanical Gardens mm. and they have a little, like, I don't know what to call it. Maybe a creek? It's a little bit bigger than a pond. Huh. Maybe a canal. I, I've been out there. I haven't seen there. It's pretty. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, every it, that's where they do the lights every year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beach, you yeah. actually pass over the, by the airport. Yeah. You pass the body of water that we row in and it's a 2000 meter sprint. So uh, I did rowing, I did coxing, I did it all. Coxing? Coxing. So, what um, is coxing? Coxing is when you are basically captain of the boat. Everyone <laughs> okay. likes to say, oh. So you're the captain. They're like, oh, you just say You row, should just come right? out and be like, I'm I was like, the captain. Yeah. I, li- I led the whole the Oh, whole basically boat. I carried the team on my back <laughs> while they were rowing. I was, I was doing my part. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was fun. It's a cool sport. How long ago were you rowing? Uh... Jeez, 2015 through, no, not 2015, 2011 through 2015. Is is rowing in the Olympics? Rowing is in the Olympics, yeah. There's men's, females. um, Actually, more females qualify for rowing scholarships than males. Wow, why is that? Um, It's just because so many male athletes. Is it more popular with? Well, male athletes get most of the scholarships for like football, baseball, you know, all those like the normal sports and there's crew. And uh, so they, women's is very popular throughout the huh. country. So they give out a lot of athletic scholarships to women for rowing. ODU had a... Um, did you go, did you like continue your rowing career? I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I got to college, and I was really done with waking up at four uh, yeah. thirty in the morning. Rowing's in the morning. Yeah, usually I, swimming is too. Yeah, it's an early morning sport. I was, I was like, you know what? I had a good run. It's just too cold. I'm too old. Do you think that you were burnt out? I was a little burnt out. Yeah. It was. It consumed my life. It was. Yeah. You know, we had, especially if you're at the level of competing. Yeah, that you were at. Yeah, I mean, it, we had practice every day, and then every Saturday, every Sunday, we were either traveling or, you know, had to mm-hmm. fix the boats. There was always something, yeah. and I just kind of, when I got to college, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to, you know, figure out what what did I want to do, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a great part of my life. I have great memories. I'm still friends with my teammates, but... Do you regret quitting? Going to a college? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know... I sometimes I'll see like the Olympics or there's that random day I'll see like a video on Instagram of did rowing. You, did like, you ever think that like did you ever aspire to be in the Olympics with rowing or was that just like you weren't I, really thinking about that? I did. Yeah. At one point I thought, okay, maybe I should go for a scholarship. And right. I really, really thought hard and long about it. And I was like, that's a big commitment. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's start out with club. Because yeah. you can always move your way up. Uh-huh. You can't, I feel like you can't go back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Backwards. Yeah. But I was like, I'll just try club. Which is, you know, it's not as competitive. But so how, how old were you, though? Did you do sports before that? Mm-hmm. I played softball for 10 years. Mm, okay. And then my dad's That's like... interesting. Then yeah. you went from softball to... My dad's idea. He's like, hey, you could get probably get a better scholarship doing crew. <laughs> so join the crew team. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. I'm yeah. glad he made me. Yeah. So. And it was co-ed, which was fun. You know, being a teenager and right. being like, ooh, boys. Right. <laughs> So it's a it's tradition that every time we start our podcast, oh, we Lord. have to do a shot. But I want I want you to tell the story of when you how, how long have you been working here at the brew? Oh my god, four months? No, no, it's been long. No, April, April. Uh, it's like I What's mean, it's, it has to be going that? on like a half year. Yeah, 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 like five six months. Yeah, to the point where Lena recently got. A promotion Ooh. into the, like the leadership part of American Brew. Thanks, Ashley. Stepping it up a little bit. Um, but you have to tell the story of like when you first started working here. Um, but, so it was in April. <laughs> it was. This was was this right before COVID happened? No, this or? was during pandemic. This was mid pandemic. Okay. All right. Well, I guess so you came onto the team mid pandemic. Yeah. So when most when most companies and restaurants were closing down, shutting down, we were actually hiring. <laughs> I was bored. And I was like, I yeah. was like, oh, I like coffee. Right. I'll come get a job. So I literally came up one day. I I was like, oh, let's try this place. I always pass it. And then Liz, my manager, great girl, love her. Uh, I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? She's like, uh, I think so. I was like, all right, send that application. And then another one of my coworkers I went to college with who actually worked here already, so she kind of hooked me up. But when I first met Ashley, I was actually terrified. I was terrified of her. I was like, this woman's going to beat my ass. She's going to hate me. I'm just like this clown. She seems like she's serious business all the time. So I was like walking on eggshells around her for about maybe like two weeks. I don't even remember when I first, I don't remember our first interaction. I was signing like my W, was it W2 or something? Yeah, yeah. And you're like just sitting at the bar. There was like dogs everywhere. <laughs> And she's like, here, here's this, sign it. I was like, okay. So I just sat and uh, very quietly just did my work. And then I realized three weeks later, she's weird. And then then we could be friends. So it worked out. It's been good. We have a really good team. Yeah, we do. I'm very thankful for my coworkers. So we're going to make a toast. You get to pick what we're going to toast to. Oh, God. No. Okay. Um, 
what is it? It's Friday. 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 Um, I think just like the longevity, uh, you know, bringing on our guest, yeah. you know, the longevity of, and it's never too late to start. Yeah. I don't think I, you know, and even we were just having a conversation about how I wanted to compete and, you know, doing BJJ and wanting to maybe someday aspire to get into um, MMA. And it's easy to ask yourself the question or to think that you like, are you too old? I don't think that's a thing. I think it's a mindset. You know, they always say age is a mindset. And I truly believe that. Yeah. Because I know 50-year-olds who are living their best life. And I know 20-year-olds. And you just started getting into fitness again. I did. Yeah. I did. Recently. I I drink protein powder now. There you go. You drink protein powder? (laughs) (laughs) Pre-workout. That's when you know she's a novice and she's getting into it. See, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Everybody starts somewhere. You have to. Elena's drinking protein powder. (laughs) (laughs) So let's do a toast to, I think longevity is good. I think so too. Longevity is good. And it's never, you're never too old to start and to make a statement, to make a legacy for yourself. Just like Lena drinking protein powder for the first time. (laughs) Or we have Dara who started her career. She stopped and then she came back for a comeback. Full force. Yeah, full, full, full force. She had a baby. She had a baby. And she won more medals. Wrecked havoc. So here's a cheers to that. To longevity. Longevity. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. Bird dog peach. Mm. It's like candy. Oh, so good. So today's whiskey is the bird dog peach flavored whiskey. And we have, we don't have just the peach don't we have like bird dog apple down there yeah no i think it's blackberry Mm. that one's really good i actually have not tried the blackberry so i'm really excited to welcome on uh dara torres and this is my conversation with her i know that you're going to enjoy it i hope that you are inspired and motivated and realize that age is just a number and i hope this encourages you if you have not yet started your fitness journey regardless of the age you are at welcome on dara torres So you are absolutely incredible. Oh, so where, where are you located? I'm in Florida, Delray Beach. You are in Florida. Yeah. So it is so inspiring what you have done. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, you, had, you did the Olympics early on. You paused <laughs> and you had a family. And you came back. I just want to get into your mind of what, was it because people doubted you? Was it because people were like, no, you can't be fit after you become a mom and this stigma? Because I, I have three boys. Uh, all C-sections. You look great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like, so do you. And I, ju- I just want to know, like, what, what is it that goes on in the mind when, when you, you had this career um, the Olympics and swimming, you push paused, you had a baby. And I mean, what, what, I want to know, like, what was it that drove you to be like, hell no, I am coming after every single one of you and you better <laughs> have a seat because I will be the last one standing. What, what was that? Well, I love how you say take a pause. I actually had retired. I like when I retired that the, the 
number of times that I did, even though it seems kind of funny that I say number of times, but I literally retired three different times. Um, I thought I was done. Like that was it. I was done, you know, no more. I can't stay on the water. The thing about swimmers is when you're at a point in your career where you feel like you, you know, don't need to prove any yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of tired of it. You either retire and then maybe continue on with a little bit of like masters or you retire and you hate it. And that's pretty much the way I was all three times. And so um, after my fourth Olympic games, um, I had retired from 92 to 99 for seven years. And then I came back and swam in 2000. And that was probably my best Olympics that I had at 33. And then I was done. I'm like, all right, you know, I I basically uh, put my uh, job on hold or actually I I just stopped my job. Um, and when I came back uh, after I swam in those Olympic games, there wasn't really a lot of work for me. <laughs> you know, it's just what I've been doing, more young up and comers, prettier women were taking those jobs. And so um, I, I did a little bit of TV work. I started doing a lot of motivational talks. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter, um, I was one of those people that, okay, I'm not going to use pregnancy as an excuse mm-hmm. not to work out mm-hmm. and not to stay in shape. And Judging by how you look, you probably were the same way. Oh yeah, like, yeah. And so, um, but every in, time in, in fact, like that—that that actually was the number one reason that drove me to be in the best shape of my life. Because I, there were so many women and other people that were like, "All right, well, you know, say goodbye to your <laughs> body. body and like, yeah. you know, the discipline that you had." And I remember thinking, like, "No, like this is literally just the beginning for me." Yeah, exactly. Well, I um, I was going to the gym to work out and literally within my first like seven weeks of my pregnancy, I, I just, I was sick all the time. And I don't think people appreciated me being on the exercise equipment, running to the <laughs> bathroom, throwing up or not even making it to the bathroom and throwing up. So um, I kept, you know, as I sat home uh, on the couch, I thought, God, you know, what am I going to do? And then yeah. I didn't know a light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my God, I can go swim. I get sick. I throw up in the gutter, keep going. No one knows. And it's not a big deal. And I'll be in shape. And so I kind of, that was about five years after I retired from, from 2000. I literally did it just to get some exercise in and just so I'd have a healthy pregnancy and just to kind of stay in shape. So it wouldn't be as hard to get back into shape after Mm -hmm. I had my daughter. And so, um, I joined a master's team because I've been coached my whole life, like to go to a pool and figure out what to do. I mean, I can do that, but then you kind of get in this repetitive mode. So um, I joined a master's team and started swimming. And about a a week before I was supposed to deliver, I had a planned um, date for my delivery um, just because of some other medical issues. And uh, the the head coach, not the master's coach, but the head coach of the club where I was swimming came up to me and said, hey, you know, Dara, we have a meet in a month. So three weeks after you deliver, do you think you're going to ask your doctor if you can swim in it? And I looked at him and I'm looking at my... (laughs) nine month belly. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, there's such a guy thing to ask. Like I'm sure <laughs> yeah. my doctor's going to look at me and be like, what the F no, you know? Yeah. So I never asked him. And yeah. I went to the hospital a week later, I had my daughter. And as my doctor was leaving, I grabbed his lab coat and I said, Hey, you know, Dr. Zaffron, I have a swim meet in three weeks. Uh, Cause I don't know, somehow I had my daughter. I was so happy. I finally had a child mm-hmm. at 39. And then I'm like, mm-hmm wait, maybe I can swim in this meet. Like, mm-hmm. that's like what was going on in my head. So I grabbed his lab coat. I said, hey, I have a meet in three weeks. You don't mind if I swim in it, do you? He's like, Derry said, you can go to the gym tomorrow, which mm-hmm. I doubt you'll want to do, but you can't do anything aerobic for six weeks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, you know. So I waited about a week and a half and just to get my body sort of back a little bit. And I started going to the gym, got a babysitter, started going to the gym. And literally my first day there, 
I doing tricep extensions, doing everything standing because I'm you know, a little sore. And I, and I turn around and I look and I'm like, God, it looks like my doctor. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, you know, was he kidding? Maybe he didn't want me to go to the gym. Maybe he meant everything like six weeks. I'm not sure. And so, you know, when you have those ropes in your hand, you can kind of start turning a little bit. It's not a big deal. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. then I got the tap on my shoulder and I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, Dr. Zaffron, how you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I see you're working out. I'm like, look, you said I can go to the gym the next day. I waited a week and a half. And so we start talking a little bit. And at the end of the conversation, I don't know if it's the endorphins going from working out, but I basically said to my doctor, you know, hey, I have a meet in, in a week and a half. You don't mind if I swim in it. He's like, actually, no, go ahead. You know, as long as you take care of yourself and be careful. And I don't know, I was, before he had another word out of his mouth, I was out that door at my house, putting a swimsuit on. Oh, getting a, in the pool. I, yeah, going to the pool and swimming. And so um, I never had the intention or thought of ever going back and training for another Olympic team. Yeah. I'm, I am 39 years old, just had a baby. Um, my boyfriend who started swimming again too, he had swam in college. We, he had swum that whole nine months that I was swimming and he hadn't swum in so many years. And he said, let's go to one more meet, you know, at the end of the summer. And, um, you know, then you can just do your thing. And I said, great. So I went to this meet and, um, I don't know, somehow I qualified for Olympic trials, you know, did three months of training and, uh, didn't mean to, but did. And then all of a sudden all these people started coming up to me and they were like, you know, we want a middle-aged person to represent us in the Olympics. So I'm like, yeah. great, going, I'll cheer yeah. you them too. And then I realized they're, you know, passive aggressively asking me to do it. And it was just, I think all of this peer pressure of mm -hmm. these middle-aged swimmers wanting someone to represent them in the Olympics. And it's something that no one has ever done before. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess kind of gave me the fuel. And then I'll never forget, um, I was trying to find when I finally made this decision and I don't know how you are, but once a decision is in my head, like that's it, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I kind of exactly had, a, the same. yeah, I had a little doubt at first, like, well, is my body going to hold up? I'm going to be 41 in the Olympics if I make right. it and what's going to happen with my shoulders. I've had shoulder surgery. So mm -hmm. I had that thought for like, I don't know, a couple of days and then it was gone. And then I was like, okay, got to get sponsorships. So I'll never forget. I flew up to New York and I had been on the board um, to try to get the Olympic t Olympic Games to New York in 2012. So I had met Mayor Mike Bloomberg there and um, we, he and I had kept in touch over the years. And so I thought, God, you know, he'd be a perfect person to go ask to get some sponsorship money from. So I flew up to New York with Tessa and we were in the, um, in Gracie Mansion having lunch and you know, I was getting so nervous to ask him and so nervous. And so finally at the end of like dessert, I was like, all right, Derek, it's, it's do or die here. And so I said, Hey, you know, Mayor Bloomberg, I'm thinking about making a comeback and I want to know if you'd uh, sponsor me. And the first words out of his mouth mm -hmm. were, aren't you too old? And he kind of laughed, <gasps> you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's a kidder like that. Mm -hmm. But those words, no, even if, you know, he was joking or whatever, yeah. that stayed in my head. I said, first of all, I said to him, yes, that's the effing point. Um, that's why I'm doing this. Yep. But that, those words stayed in my head the whole entire time. So those next little under two years uh, that I started training for 2008. So for me, whenever, and it's a long stories to your question, but um, when anyone says something negative, I try to turn it around and use it as fuel and prove mm -hmm. how wrong they are. I shouldn't have to prove anything, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it actually lights a fire mm -hmm. under me and gets me going even more. So mm -hmm. that's what kind of kept me like focused. And yeah. is it, those words, aren't you, aren't you too old? Yeah. 
we are in a completely different realm. You and I are, are very much the exact same person. It's, it's that competitive drive. And I think in the beginning, and I like to tell a lot of people this, that like you might be doing whatever goal that you have for yourself um, to prove somebody else wrong. And there's nothing wrong with uh, setting those types of goals for yourself to, you know, someone says that you can't do something and, you know, maybe it's a certain type of person. I don't know, but you like every fiber and being within me, like I want to prove that person wrong that you say that I cannot do something. It's like, Oh, watch me do it. Exactly. Watch yep. me do it. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's been so many times in, in my life and challenges that I have faced and even fitness business, but you say one word to me, it's like, it's almost like a challenge. Yes, exactly. It's almost like a challenge. You don't think that I can do it. It's like, watch me. Exactly. I will not so, stop until I achieve this. Right. And every time someone wrote something negative or she's too old or there's no yeah. way she's, oh, she must be, oh, cheap. dude. And she'd be doing yes. this. I'm like, it's like, just bring it on. It's just making me want to prove it. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. You were just hungrier, hungrier yeah. for that. So you had, so you trained for two years. I trained a little under two years. And, so and what, what was the feeling? What was the feeling whenever you hit your first <laughs> milestone coming back? Were you just like, all um, right, bitches? Yeah, you know, it, it's so the first seven months, the coach who asked me to swim in that master's meet for him, um, who ran the swim club, wouldn't let me swim with his kids. He was like, you know, you've done fine swimming with the master's team. You know, I don't know if he didn't think I was serious. I don't know if he thought so I was too with what kids define that kids as so in, kids, like, the club team. So there, there uh, was this, this whole training facility mm-hmm. called Coral Springs aquatic complex. And they have the club team and then they have the master's team. And so when I was pregnant, I swam with the master's team mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, if I'm trying training for an Olympic team and he had a bunch of foreign kids in training for the Olympic team too, like he would let me train with them. And he was like, mm-hmm. no, you know, you're doing fine with Chris, the master's coach goes swim with him. And so then like my first meet, um, I went faster than I've ever, ever gone in my life, like fastest time I've ever done and faster than any of his kids ever done or any of those, you know, foreigners that are in training for the Olympic team. And he still, you know, didn't have me on for like seven months. So I don't know if I, I had to prove myself or I never even actually asked him what it was, but again, it was more fuel like, all right, mm-hmm. MF, you don't think that, you know, I can do this, then let's just bring it on. And so mm-hmm. I started swimming like really fast. Mm-hmm. But I think the hardest milestone for me um, was realizing that my body at my age uh, couldn't do the things that I did when I was younger. Uh Um, You know, I had the mentality that the more you do in the pool and the more you do in the weight room, the faster you'll be at the meets. Well, my body couldn't do that. And so I tried to do two workouts a day like the kids were doing and I fell flat on my face. Like I just, I Mm. couldn't do it. So Mm -hmm. the biggest obstacle was listening to my body and realizing that I need to do what's best for me, not what's best that everyone else does. So what would you say, like, give some advice to somebody who's getting, you know, I mean, age is like, my mom is a competitive mountain bike racer. She is 68. And yeah, she is like the baddest of the the bad. Like she is a badass, And, and you know, and like, and I have this conversation with my mom, like literally age is just a number. Like, I think it gets more into our head that we think, Oh, like we're in our thirties or we're in our forties. And like, we can't, like, we can't do something, you know, can you like, what would you say? Like if, if somebody is feeling like that they have reached the age where they can't do that, what is some practical advice that you can give them um, cause your reborn story is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it makes me, yeah. I've swam before. 
Um, I used to be a pretty good swimmer, self-taught, but like, even like hearing you talk, like, I just want to go get in the pool right now. <laughs> it's really <laughs> motivating. It is really Aww. motivating. I'd look like a fish out of water, but, um, <laughs> cause it's been a while, but it's, it's so motivating. So what would you say to somebody? Obviously it doesn't have to be swimming. It can be someone who, you know, maybe they had an athletic backgrounds way back when and they're wanting you know and now we're in COVID and it's just hard and I feel like it's it's everything's just kind of hard it's a little bit more difficult right now what would you say to somebody who you know is right now just asking you like how do I start how do I start at the age that where I feel like I cannot I I think the hardest thing is that first step of starting Mm -hmm. and getting through sort of the painful phases that you'll reach if you haven't done in a while and knowing what your body is feeling. Like to me, the way I look at it is if I feel like I have sore muscles, Mm -hmm. then I know I'm working them or then I know that they haven't been worked in a while. And actually in a weird psychological way, that actually makes me feel better when I'm sore, even though my Mm -hmm. body hurts. Um, I feel better. So I, I, I would say... You know, for me personally, I had to take it slow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just dive in and start doing like I just told you. Like I couldn't do what the other kids were doing. Right. Um, you have to take it slow. You have to listen to your body. Um, I know that, 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 like I said a few minutes ago, the hardest thing for me was realizing that I couldn't train the way I used to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason for that. And right. I went faster at 41 than I did when I broke my first American record at 15. My American record at 41 was a second and a half faster um, just for like one lap. And so um, it's all about just believing, setting goals. Setting goals is really important because you know how sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, Jesus, do I really want to do this again? Like, I'm so tired. But you know that you're never going to reach that end goal Mm -hmm. if you don't get up and do it. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to set goals, listen to your body, and just ease into it. Those are That's like my advice. Have you done anything else besides swimming? Uh, Yeah, actually, I played volleyball Volleyball. uh, in high school. But then in college, one of the Olympics ran into uh, a semester, and I was on the four-and-a-half-year plan. So Mm -hmm. I really (laughs) did college for five years. Yeah. When my eligibility finished in uh, swimming, I tried out in in the spring for the volleyball team the next year and made it. So I got to play college volleyball, too, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) So what are some, like – exercises. So I was looking at your Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I either screenshot or I saved some of the exercises that you're doing because they look, they look crazy with the TRX band that you're doing. Um, what are some exercises? If you could pick three of your favorite exercises, what would they be for? Let's, let's just say, let's just say, well, we'll do two. We'll say three of your favorite exercises at home. If you don't have a whole lot of equipment and then we'll say three of your favorite exercises, if you are actually at a gym. Okay. So my three at home, because I did a video almost every day during COVID. So I was trying, I, that. To, I was trying to make it easy for uh, people who don't have equipment that they can use like little like chairs and stuff at home mm-hmm. to do exercises. So the first one probably uh, would be a wall squat, which is super easy. You just mm-hmm. push your back up against the wall, squat down. But then what I would do also is bring my arms up above me and then back down. So you actually work in your core too, as you're doing this, um, or you can have something in your hand and just kind of rotate as you, so you're 
not just working one muscle at once, which is a big thing that um, I learned when I was training in 2008 in the, in the gym and doing strength training is to use a lot of different muscles at once mm -hmm. as you're training. Because when you do a sport, you're not using just one muscle, you're just using all your muscles. So that was one. The other one I like to do, um, if you get against a counter, a mm -hmm. countertop or whatever, and you're kind of at a slant. I mean, you could do these on the ground, but if you're new to doing like push-ups, you can get on a counter and do push-ups. Very easy. You can do chest push-ups. You can have your elbows in and do uh, tricep push-ups. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, those are very easy to do. And then another easy exercise is dips. Come, go to an end of a table and just mm -hmm. place your hands down and just do dips and mm -hmm. have your legs either bent in mm -hmm. um, at a 90 degree angle where you, it's a little easier or straighten your legs all the way out to make it harder with your just heels up and toes up towards the air and do tricep dips. So those mm -hmm. are probably the three like basic ones that are super easy to do at home. Um, at the gym, I've really enjoyed um, doing stuff where if you can take socks and be in a push-up position and maybe mm. do stuff with your hands where you're mm -hmm. going in and out or do circles. That not only works your arms, but you're working your core and you're also that's, actually That's working, really tough. Yeah, you're it's also tough. actually working your quads too because yep. you're tightening your quads as you do it. So that's a great exercise. I love doing anything TRX because mm -hmm. you use body weight. Mm -hmm. um, again, I came from old school where the heavier you lift, where I was like benching 200 pounds. And I don't, I don't even lift weights anymore. And I still, I'm still kind of lean a little bit. So yeah, I feel yeah, like you look so good. You, yeah, you were, you were benching yeah. 200 pounds. No, well, back in the day, like in the, uh, and when I was, yeah, that's group. crazy. That's good. Yeah, but, that's really um, good. Yeah. When I was training, I, I was pretty thick. Um, but I like to do stuff where it's body weight, which is the TRX. You can do so many different exercises on the TRX. And then there's lots of guys that could go online and like you're seeing it sitting there in the gym. Just look it up on different TRX exercises. It's very easy to do some fun, innovative exercises that will work like a lot of muscles in your body. And then the last one I like to do, um, I actually like to put socks on. And this is, again, this isn't necessarily at the gym, but you can also do this on the TRX. But put socks on, be in the pusher position, and then have your legs straight, but pike your um, your core up towards the ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, so you're doing pikes. That's also very hard. Again, working your arms, your legs. I mean, I also like pull-ups to do pull-ups in the gym mm -hmm. and do things on the bar. Um, but but I'm very much about body weight and not lifting as much heavy weight so you can mm -hmm. elongate your body and work mm -hmm. a lot of different muscles at once. That's awesome. What's coming up in the future for you? Anything that anything going on in this weird 2020 right now that we have that we're currently right? in? It's just, I mean, like I said, I'm keeping me busy with figuring out exercises to do during COVID every yep. single day and posting them on social media. But, uh, you know, my thing really, I was supposed to go to Olympic Games, do a little work there. Um, I was going to give speeches. You know, I just mm -hmm. had a lot going on and all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's just stopped. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually starting to do speeches on Zoom, which uh, awesome. is I'm just going to start. I actually start up next week, which I'm really okay. excited about. How can people find that? Um, I, you know, companies come and, and go to my website and then they write an email and to my, um, to my agent and ask if I'll give a zoom speech and stuff. And I've actually done some just with like different, uh, swim teams during COVID. Mm -hmm. I, I just spoke to the Virginia tech uh, lacrosse team. Awesome. Just and yeah. I, I kind of like it. It's, it's, um, you're at home, you can wear sweats mm -hmm. on, on the bottom and look nice on top and <laughs> just be kind of casual and still be at home, which is, you know, kind of nice too. I used to travel a lot. So doing yeah. lots of zoom speeches and I'm also thinking about possibly getting into a little bit of modeling. That's kind of, mm -hmm. um, I'm on the fence on that. We'll see. Yeah, that. you should. Yeah, you're know, absolutely. We'll you're beautiful. You're stunning. You should. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know you really, um, you really. Yeah, you really should. Yeah, so, we'll and what is happens. your what is your Instagram? 
Um, my Instagram, I don't know if it's Swim Dara or Dara Taurus. I think it's Swim Dara. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my Twitter's Swim Dara or Dara Taurus. It's one of the two. But it, is that it, is that where people can follow you on Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. And and awesome. I'm still I, I do a lot of posting of uh, cool. workout stuff, and you know I try not to do anything that I'm a spokesperson for. I try not to post too much because people yeah. are like whatever, you know? So yeah. I try to stick to like family and, and workout stuff on my Instagram. So. That's awesome. That's, it's really great speaking with you today. You are truly inspiring, beautiful, definitely humbling. And I mean, I just, um, I really hope that you can continue to get your message out, especially to women, because it's like, we're so negative about ourselves and the negative self-talk and, you know, that we can't do something or we have these stigmas that, you know, we, that the world has, has set for us, right. Yeah. These stigmas that you can't do something because of X, you can't do something because of Y or Z. Like you, you can, if you get your mind, your heart and your soul set on something, you are a true example of what that is and what that looks like and how to achieve that. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, to the Reborn podcast. You have such a beautiful Reborn story of coming back and um, basically taking it all home. So it's amazing. Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder with supply chains becoming more complex you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments so if you work with logistics you need the beyond the box podcast from maersk It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. So that was a great talk. Cool. She was cool. She has an awesome Definitely story. Definitely she is the definition of a of a badass. Yeah. I love badass ladies. Yeah. Who run the world. Yeah, it gives me um it was even motivating for me because, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and I mean I've had the talk like to myself, like when does my fitness career end? Because and like she said, there's always somebody I feel like entering into the fitness realm, especially I did modeling early on, there's always an expiration. Yeah. I feel like society values they younger, do. but like, they do, why? but she is. Why? It's unnecessary. Right. Yeah. I think that it's, you know, and, and, and I, I've asked myself a lot of times, like, when am I going to retire from my fitness career? When it doesn't make you happy anymore. I feel like that's like, when a it good doesn't time. make me happy. That's the only time that I think that you should hang something up uh, when it doesn't fulfill you the way that it used to. Exactly. I don't think there should be a timeline on, you know, oh, I'm getting older. People aren't going to write or just quitting because like, yeah, I'm too old. Yeah. Because like, as like, you know, whenever I was younger in in my early twenties and I really chased after being like a fitness model and stuff. And I, um, you know, I like, 
as I as I truly started kind of honing in on my true identity, which wasn't bubbly and cute. It was more gritty and just like fierce. Like my, my, like the modeling that I continued to do and like the representation of like who I am and like the companies that represented me, it become, it became more true. And it was, um, I don't know. Like I, I just felt like I was, I was able to be, you were finding Unapologetically yourself. me. Yeah, you were finding yourself. I was finding myself. And, and I think that's... And it was true to who yeah, I was. It happens with age. I mean, like, I look at myself when I was 15. I'm like, dear God, who was that girl? <laughs> and, you know, being describe, 23 now... Describe the 15-year-old Lena. Oh, God, she was a fucking mess. Uh, but just, we all were, though, at 15. Yeah, it we was were. all awkward. I was like, I'm going to be rebellious. Like, I hate my Were parents. you a rebellious child? I really thought I was. And I thought my, <laughs> my big badass moment was me sneaking out one night to go hang out with friends uh, by the pond. But yeah. uh, I was overall. And you were like, I'm not coming home? Yeah, I'm like, you can't hold me down. I'm in <laughs> high school. I have a license or a permit, you know. <laughs> but... You know, with age, you, you get wisdom, you yeah. get experience, and yeah. you, your values change. Right. And you seem to value yourself more and who you are as a person. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think and, that's and not you, valued enough. And you can let go of, because I, I feel like we have just so much pressure. Uh, women have so much pressure. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, like, pressure of, like, you know, like, who we're supposed to be or who, like, the world thinks that we should be or what we can or cannot do. There's always judgment. And you're right. Like, whenever we get older... Like, we can be more independently, like, who we were meant to yeah, be all along. I agree. And more fierce. I mean, I hope, you know, I've had good role models in my life. And, like, not to blow smoke up your ass, but having you in my life has been pretty inspiring uh, here and there. Don't I, say that. You know. I think but you. I just, as I grow older and, like, you I'm know. I'm glad that I was I intimidating, though, in the beginning. Yeah, you were very scary. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, don't fuck this up. <laughs> It's like if you yeah. spill one fucking shot of espresso, it's it's over. Yeah, just pack your bags. Um, no, I, I I look I do look up to you, and I think it is cool having strong, powerful women in your life. And you know, my mom was like a great person in my life, mm-hmm. and she was she never mm-hmm. relied on anyone. Yeah, she did. Yeah, your yeah your mom because she was a young mom. Yeah, she was a teen mom, and you know she did what she had to. She had to take care of her family. She hustled. Yeah, and she always told me she you know. Be your own person. Yep. Hustle in life. Do what you want to do. Never and rely on anyone. don't take shit from no one. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's good. I think growing older, society doesn't value it. But personally, you value yourself more mm-hmm. as a woman. Especially, mm-hmm. yeah, especially being a woman mm-hmm. in such a judgmental world where yeah. everything you do is wrong. I just think, like, as I've gotten older, it's like, I feel like you only have so many fucks to give in life. And as I've gotten older, it's like, I don't really care as much. You like, I, I used to. I used to care about what. It's hard not to. Right. It is. It is. We, you know, like, going back to what we were saying earlier, it's just, it's, it's, we have so much pressure. Too as much. females. Too much. Yeah. Too much. But it's like, I, I don't know if it's with age or if it's with wisdom or if it has to do with just the mindset, but you just get to a point in your life where you just, like, you just don't really care anymore. Like, I think you that's the best part of your life. It's when yeah, you don't care anymore. Yeah, and and I, I, the fact that you said that I have influenced your life, like, I hope, and, like, and, and I've, I've said this to every single person that comes into American Brew and, and joins our team, that, like, I hope to some degree that 
myself and the leadership that we put in place that we can influence the life that they have moving yeah. forward. Like whatever their goals are in life or whoever they are becoming in the process of becoming. Like I really hope that, you know, that we can we can influence their life. And it all starts with like just strong leadership. You know, no, and, and having that balance of, of I agree. I mean, in the short time that I've been here, you know, I've actually gotten my shit together as an adult. That's I've like good. tried to be a better person That's overall good. and like, oh, I should not eat flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> three times a day. And, and you're drinking protein powder. Yeah, and I'm drinking protein powder. <laughs> Don't forget that. And working out. Yeah, and working out. No, mm-hmm. I just I want an overall That's better good. for myself. That's good. That's good. And my coworkers held like they hold me accountable to That's that good. too. Yeah. And they check up on me and you check up on me, which is always appreciated. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to have good, strong female role models. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you got a few questions from right. some people out there that want to know. And I don't know what these questions are, so. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first question. Mm-hmm. It appears like you put so much into your 24 hours. Mm-hmm. However, we catch just a couple snapshots. Do you have help? How can you balance staying so busy? Mm. That's a good one. So um, I do have a nanny that helps me. Um, like, it's weird. Going back to the pressure of being a female, because my mindset is that I want to do it all on my own. Like, it's really hard for me to have a nanny come into my house and, yeah, like, help me with my kids. And, like, yes. Same, like, I've had the same lady help clean my house. Like, that's probably the one thing that I'm really, really bad at is cleaning my house, laundry, for sure laundry. Like I'm I hate laundry. laundry. In fact, like my, my la- the lady that cleans my house, she's been cleaning my house or helping me ever before Otto was born. Wow. And you know it's bad when <laughs> she does your laundry, she folds it perfectly and puts it in a basket. And then it's the night before she's coming again, and I still have all of those clothes folded in the oh basket, and I have yet to put them up. That's <laughs> all I have to do is like freaking put them up in the drawer or hang them up. That's when you know that it's bad. It's not that bad. It, it could is, be worse. Yeah. It could so be worse. I have learned to let go of the things and to, it, there's nothing wrong with saying that you need help. And so I have someone, I have, I have a nanny that comes, um, I mean, it's probably like less than 20 hours a week that she comes to basically give me a break. Like I'm, you know, and, and I have my littlest one is actually here right now at American brew and, and my staff here is great. They just load them up on sugar, give them whipped cream. I'm pretty sure he's eating a cookie down there. Maybe having a root beer. He's living his best life. Um, so, you know, I, I, a lot of what I'm able to do, I'm able to bring my kids right along with me. And I'll, and I know that on social media, you probably can't see that, but, um, I have learned that I can't be afraid to ask for help. I can never be, I have to be humble saying that like, I can't do it all on my own. I have an incredible staff here at American Brew that I can be like, hey guys, I'm homeschooling my kids right now. This is a schedule that I'm having to figure out. I have my management in place. I have uh, people like Lena in place to be like, okay, I got you. You go do the kid stuff. You do the mom stuff. You do the admin stuff that, you know, you can do it at home. You can do it on your computer. You can help grow the companies in ways that, you know, like maybe they can't see from the back end. And like, I just, 
it's all about time management. I think that if you take out all of the gray, all of the bullshit in your life that where you're, you know, like, you know, you're on your phone, like maybe a scrolling through social media. Like I, 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 I don't do that. Like I try to take, if I'm on social media, it's for a purpose and it's because I am working or I'm posting because there's something going on in my life. Um, if I'm working out, I'm getting up at 5am and I'm waiting for the crack of the, the sunrise to get my training in that day. Because I know if I don't get it in right then, like that, I, won't be able to get it in for the rest of the day. Um, it's all about, I think, time management. And I mean, I have days too. Like I have days that I feel absolutely fucking defeated, <laughs> like 100%. Like it happens more times. Like it happens all the time. Like I never want to portray the fact that like that I have my shit together or that I'm perfect because I, I'm not, I have a really strong team. Um, an AH Co team, an American Brew team, everything that I'm doing is solid. Um, but there are times where I have to step in and I have to work the kitchen or I have to come in and I have to do the front of the house. Like it's just that balance and there's no set equation for that. And I can't tell you what the balance looks like, but just know that I, I don't know. It's like, I don't have a social life. In fact, I was just talking to you <laughs> about how I was going to go to my first Halloween party this year mm-hmm. and coming up with a Halloween uh, costume. And Send so it's like suggestions. Yeah. For like looking for suggestions because like I, <laughs> I really don't like my social life is like with my work. That is my life period. And my kids. Well, it shows, it shows with your yeah, staff. But I we love know. it. Like it's fun. I like having an active owner. Yeah. I've had, I've been in positions where I've never seen the owner's face and, you know, it's yeah. nice having someone there. Yeah, it's good. I have a really good team, though, and I think that it's important to surround yourself with people who support you. Yeah. So we have another question. Okay. Um, so this listener is a single mom with three kids, and she's struggling. Sometimes she feels guilty. She's trying to stay positive, and she wanted to know, how do you manage with staying sane and positive when you're working towards something better? But it was no nowhere in sight yet. So single mom, three kids. Yep. Struggling. And like, she can't, what? She can't see the, she just needs, she's having a hard time seeing that end goal. And she wanted to know, you know, what got you through your struggles and what helped you to be, or to get to that end goal or see the Mm -hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. What motivated you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, my motivation from the beginning was like it was it was one hundred percent for my boys. It's yeah. always for it's always has been for my boys. Um, period. And I think that man, we're just like so hard on ourselves. We're so critical, and it kind of comes back to like I think that it's important to do like a check in yeah. of how we compare ourselves on social media. I think social media is like, it's awesome. I love social media. It's detrimental sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even I'm on there and I'm like, you know, supposedly in the the prime of my life. And I'm like, God (laughs) damn it. I'm like, uh, I'm just eating chips at home and I could be at the, or, you know, just like, it's tough. Everyone likes making their life look perfect. Yeah. I think that's because you don't, you don't post the lows. You don't talk about the hardships that you go through. I'm not going to see some girl with a bloated stomach, like (laughs) her hair in a bun and sweatpants. No. No. But if you do do that, hell yeah, girl. Yeah. Keep on posting. Yeah. It's tough. I think that, um, I think you need to 
figure out where that thought is coming from. Um, there is like, I, I just want to be real really quick that like I have through and I like, I'm technically a single mom right now. I have given my kids more chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really do fast food. I've never been like a fast food person just because I don't want to go out and get fast food, honestly. But I have given my boys more chicken nuggets than like the past <laughs> probably five months, four months than they have had in like two years. And no and shame in that. No shame in that. I think that like... You know, you feel like that you're failing, but like, why do you feel like that you're failing? You feel like you're, you're failing because other people you think are doing it better than you. It's definitely not the case. You just have like this mindset of that. You think that you can do better, or that you should be better, but like what, like to whose standards, like you need to create your own standards and stop being so hard on yourself. I mean, there is, there is a silver lining to everything no matter how difficult, how heartbreaking, how hard or how challenging the situation that you might be finding yourself in, there is light. And I think that you have to hold on to that light and just surround yourself with that light and not focus so much on the negativity and to stay away from the uh, social media and the pressure. I agree. I agree. All right. We got another one. As a successful entrepreneur, what advice or suggestions would you give yourself in your early entrepreneur days? I'm hitting mm. you with the hard ones today. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that um, question a lot. I never had a mentor with being an entrepreneur. And I wish that if I could, like, speak to myself five years ago, six years ago, when I started doing, like, entrepreneur type stuff, I wish I would have found somebody or latched on to somebody who had made the mistakes that I was about to make and to tell me to go like a different direction. Um, But I also believe that like, that's part of the learning process though. You have to fail to learn. You have to fail. And we've talked about this before in the reborn in the reborn podcast, but like that the times that you fail are truly the times that you learn. So, but I wish that um, I wish that I would have had somebody to lean on for advice to even like spitball ideas too and to tell me like that's horrible or like yes you should do that or you know um a lot of it's kind of been in my own mind of like whether or not I should do that and I don't know exactly what it is that makes me want to execute something or causes me to I don't know delay or like go a different direction but um I like I I would just say find a mentor I think is important but 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 be fearless and I think that as long as you're pursuing something that like sets your soul on fire that's yeah. really all that matters you have if that you're passion and whatever Yeah, if you, you do. have that passion because everything that I have done from the beginning it hasn't been I it's never been about a dollar sign. It wasn't because I thought it could like make me money. It was truly because I, I just, I was passionate about it or, you know, I didn't really, I I still don't know as much as I wish I knew about coffee um, or whiskey, but I was just so intrigued by the idea of having a coffee whiskey bar. I was 
passionate in Colorado, right? The idea it for did. American Brew, right? Yeah, yeah it okay. did. I, I there was a friend in Colorado that had a coffee whiskey bar, literally just like a couple whiskeys, black coffee, nothing else, strict coffee whiskey, and that's where I was just like, wow, that's like super cool. And I had never heard anything like that before. Yeah, and we don't have that in VB. We don't have that. This is the only coffee whiskey bar. Well, no, I think there's like a couple other ones that have that have opened up. Irrelevant. <laughs> they're not a don't worry Brew. about it we're not we're not uh shouting you out right now um, you thought but even like the and like even in the fitness like i i wanted to it all started with uh i was just passionate about fitness i wanted to truly genuinely help people fitness and i was just trying to figure out a way to expand that and the passion that's awesome i think so you, i don't know you if you i answered the you, question yeah you have to find what you love and then you get paid find, for yeah. it yeah what do you want to do I want to be a and, and let's say five therapist. years. Oh, in the next five years, yeah, well, because your five, degree is in speech therapy. Yeah, speech pathology, speech speech language. pathology, speech language mm, pathology. Okay, speech language pathology. So, okay. uh, do I have a do I have a speech impediment? No, you have a dialect. Okay, so I do. What is my dialect? Midwestern, <laughs> for sure. I'm not up. even kidding. I knew that when I met you. No. Yeah. Why? We well. How can you diagnose well, me? You're, well, okay. Diagnose me. Diag- There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> it's a big thing in the community. Is it a difference or is it a disorder? So, like, you know. Do I have a disorder? No, you do not. <laughs> you know, maybe a few more whiskey shots and you might. Um, just arthria, that's slurring of words that happens when you're drunk because it's a poor connection from your brain to your mouth. Fun fact of the day. Um, oh, my God. I hope I got that right. If not, that is oof, shameful. But uh, I've always wanted to help people. You know, my passion lies in talking to others, helping others. And um, I kind of found, like, my niche in the world with special needs adults and children. Um, I like to talk, if if anyone could tell from this podcast. I like to talk a lot. And I think one of uh, the best things about being a human is the gift of communication, And I think that's a big part of the human experience is being able to talk and have your thoughts and feelings put out into the universe. And, you know, I'm very lucky where I don't have a disability or a disorder that prevents Mm -hmm. me from doing that. And I want to give that gift to someone, you know, even if it means like just having a child or an adult, you know, learn to ask for something that they need constantly, that small difference makes a huge impact on their day Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. being able to get their wants and needs heard by any means necessary Mm. so I've always been very passionate about the special needs community and um adults and children with disabilities and I just I just want to help people Mm -hmm. and in any small way possible and so my my five-year plan is you know go to grad school uh get my degree and then just Either work with children. Do you have to go to grad school? Yeah, it's two years grad school, and then you have, like... uh, You want to work with children, though. Yeah. Or it's children, or it's going to be people with brain injuries. Mm. That's really what I'm passionate about, so... So, my mom was a special needs teacher. Really? Uh Uh-huh. In fact, like, we could never ride... Like, she would never let us ride a four-wheeler, like a quad. Yeah. We could never ride in the back of the pickup truck, because... She, I, I think that, you know, and she quit, like, after she had my brother and I, she stopped teaching or helping special needs. Yeah. But I think because of that and her experience and, like, what she had 
scene. Uh, she just said that she had too many injuries of kids riding yeah. in the back of a pickup truck and falling out or it's in terrible. A it's like the smallest things. I know, and it's terrible. It's, it's like, heartbreaking. But it like is. the good but news, but you is, can't like, yeah, you can't live life like that and be right. scared. But also, it's important, you know, like what your mom did. That's an incredible thing. Yeah, and those teachers and those you know she therapists they need while. to be celebrated. Yeah. Because you are heroes and do you, you do make do you a difference. Do you want to work at a school or what? I don't know. I haven't made that decision yet. Mm-hmm. I've only had experience in private like mm-hmm. therapy centers mm-hmm. and hospitals, but I do love the kiddos. Yeah. They say some funny shit, yeah. man. Yeah. So I do love kids, but we'll do see. You, do you think because Otto's missing a tooth, do you think that he has? So Otto, no. Otto lost his tooth when he was... It had to have been right after he got his first tooth. He was running through the house and his tooth fell out. Oh my God. He fell on his face. Oh no. <laughs> his oh tooth no. just like fell out. And like ever since my mom's been really concerned and now he's going into kindergarten, she's like, you should really have him see like a speech pathologist because I think that he has like a speech impediment. You know, it's I'm always, like, well. But he's just in kindergarten. He's in kindergarten. And, and his tooth is going to grow in eventually. Yeah, it was but a it baby does, tooth. Yeah. So he'll come back. But there are some sounds that you rely on your front teeth or your bottom <laughs> teeth. But he has but one, he has like, he's, he's only missing one. He has like half. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He'll, yeah. you know, that tooth will come in and he'll be. Sharp as a tack. <laughs> say sharp as a tack? Yeah, is that what? No, that I don't think that's no. <laughs> Sharp as a tack. Sharp as a tack. Yeah. All right, moving right along. What are the best snacks to eat on the days that you're training? Mm. I'm a big snack girl. Oh, dude, my Let's favorite snack. Please um, tell me it's something fatty like cinnamon rolls. You're like. No, I love cinnamon rolls, but I actually absolutely, my, I eat this almost every day. Guacamole and chips. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, no hate because they're delicious. Did it, yeah, I make my own. I believe, and Ray and I, Ray's my back of the house manager. We're gonna have like a guacamole competition because. Oh, you think you got better? Yes. Have you tried I was hers? telling her. Yeah, mine's better than hers. Oh, so you're not threatened at all? Huh? You're ready to take her down? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, my mine is uh, garlic, sea salt, right? This onions, down, everyone. Red tomatoes, obviously, and avocado, and that's it. Do you like chunky or smooth? Uh, I like chunky. A little chunky? Mm, yeah. I like chunky. Dude, I, with uh, blue corn chips or just Money. barbecue chips. Oh, it is Money. my favorite. That is like my go-to. I mean, it's basically like a meal, and I'll do probably like two whole avocados. I'll like eat it all. That's a lot that's of right. avocado, girl. Oh, God. This is going to be horrible. If you're healthy, don't listen to this. <laughs> it's like my ultimate, my ultimate goldfish. Goldfish? I love goldfish. <laughs> I, like, I was expecting something like extravagant. Oh, like, uh, well, it's like gold. You said, <laughs> you said goldfish. It's the snack I was not that smiles goldfish. back, goldfish. girl. Goldfish. Well, that or okay. like, don't listen if to I'm this. Like, this is so bad. Yeah, I know. Goldfish. I'm like that or like jalapeno Cheetos. Oh, my God. You ever had a jalapeno? No, I don't do I don't do spicy stuff. What? I'm allergic to spicy stuff. You can't be allergic. I am because I ate my hamster food when I was little. (laughs) (laughs) You ate hamster food. Is that your new snack? No, I did. When I was little, I used to eat my hamster food, and then I had an allergic reaction. Oh my god! To like one of the peppers. Oh my god! I'm so sorry that (laughs) happened to you. I love spicy. No, I don't do any of the spicy anything. 
Well, you can always not go even f- the buff chick that we have here on the menu. Really, the buff chick's so good. It's so spicy. I can't. If you're like, American I turn like customer, super hot. Get the buff like chick. I get hives. Do you sweat? I do. It's do so you sweat? <laughs> I don't know anything spicy. Sweat Nothing. out the sins. Nothing. That's what <laughs> sweat out the sins. That's what spicy food does. You sweat out the sins. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not it. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> So at the end of every segment, we like to give um, the listeners homework. And this week, your homework is, it's a really tough one, you guys. Um, it is to create the best guacamole that you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want the recipe. And I guarantee you, it is not as good as mine. I'm going to tell you what my <laughs> recipe is. Cocky. I am. I'm <laughs> confident. I know. Yes. This is literally the best so well, avocado, it has to be a any. perfect avocado though. Two avocados. That's I really don't measure hard. anything. Yeah, it's got to be perfect. Not not like too ripe. Like it just perfect. Um, avocado. Um, red onions or white. It's kind of a preference, whichever you like. Uh, tomatoes, garlic powder, and yes. sea salt, and that's it's it. Gotta have garlic. Yes, it is so good. And then if you have a lime, a little bit of lime juice. So I want to know what your favorite guacamole recipe is. Shoot us a DM. I want to know what it is. Um, But like, I I think that, and another homework assignment for you is that I want to know, have you, have you had moments where you feel like that you can't achieve something because in your mind you think that you're too old or maybe you think that you're too young that you can't start that career or the, you know, the, the, the path that you're wanting to take, the longevity of, of what you're wanting to do long-term because you don't feel like that you have enough experience. Everything starts with the mind. I think that if you can learn to beat the mind, to condition the mind, that is first and foremost the most important thing that you can achieve. I think secondary comes training the body. Um... And then also having the best guacamole recipe <laughs> is good. My name is Ashley Horner. We are here today with Lena, my co-host. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today on the Reborn Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Please give us some feedback. Download. Leave us the review. And do your homework. And we will catch you on the next Reborn Podcast. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.